Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. I asked you before the pod for a stat, and you were going to tell me, but I wanted it live on air. I need the live reaction. Um, you know, how, just how much better have they been with Melton on the court? Okay, so the five-man lineup, the start of the year starting lineup, and be right. Tucker, Harris, Maxi, Harden, is plus four point nine points per hundred possessions better than the opponent. So like that's five. about that's like middle of the pack. It's okay. like. Better, they're five points better than the other team, which is good. But in terms of like all lineups in the league, it's about 53rd percentile. All right. If you just, and this is right around the same number of possessions. If you just swap Melton into Maxi's spot, they're beating teams by 23.3 <laughs> points per 100 possessions. Jesus. It's 94th percentile for every lineup in the league. Now, keep in mind, some of these lineups are like lineups that have played two possessions or two minutes or whatever together and they're the 99th percent whatever wow so for them to have played over 200 possessions together and they're that high up in the league that the discrepancy is that large it speaks a lot to how good they've been in general lately and you know as much as we were saying they've had these crunch time issues and blah 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 like this five-man group has been absolutely killer and i do think there's something to the idea of like D'Anthony is more along the lines of a PJ type player where they're, they're very different stylistically, but they're just defense first role players who are going to help cover up the weaknesses of the guys that they're playing next to. And I think D'Anthony covers up things for James in a way that Tyree simply can't. And I know we talked about, you know, I'm, I'm not an advocate for starting D'Anthony over Tyrese because I, I do think, well, That's but sort of ignoring the ceiling you need to hit. Yeah. I mean, well, like, I was going to say, why? I mean, the numbers, a, <laughs> the numbers. The numbers say what they say, but ultimately, right. the highest ceiling version of this team has Tyrese in the lineup. Like, he's just a more dynamic offensive player by far than DeAnthony and certainly than PJ. And to me, if you want to get DeAnthony in the lineup and, and see something different, the card you pull is something that we've discussed already. It's sliding PJ out and trying this three guard thing and just yeah. saying, look, we can get by with a smaller group because DeAnthony is bigger than his height suggests. He's got a long wingspan. He's super active. You can see him going up over for boards against different guys that are much bigger than him. 
And that's what I would want to see. I don't think just because over 206 possessions, this group's been really good against bad teams or mostly bad teams or undermanned teams that you can all of a sudden say, yeah, Tyrese is the sixth man. They don't need him to be a starter anymore. But it is interesting. It's something that, you know, if you're looking at a macro roster construction thing, if a guy that's more of a defensive presence in the backcourt next to James makes that big of a difference over the long term, then you have to start thinking about, okay, how do we adjust the the core structure of this team so that that is, you know, an all the time thing rather than a sometimes thing. So I, I have a, a lot of thoughts on that. Um, you said a lot there. What, what I would start with is I think what that tells me is, you know, you said they have a higher ceiling with Tyrese on the floor. He's a better offensive player. And both those things might be true because I think Tyrese Maxey does have a higher ceiling in some ways than DeAnthony Melton. Obviously, he's an insane three-point shooter. He's way quicker, all those things. I do wonder if this goes back to what we were talking about with the two different windows. There's the Joel and Harden window and there's the Maxey window because Maxey as much as I value him, I do. I do think he is incredibly high floor. Before this season started, I told some of my friends, I thought by the end of the year, he's the guy that I would want to have the ball in crunch time in the playoffs. So this is not really an anti-Maxi take. But sometimes I look at Maxi and I wonder if his best role is as a six man, as a change of pace guy that can come in, that is just an explosive option off the bench that gets the change, you know, obviously comes in, like I said, change the pace. Whereas Melton might just be a better fit with for Joel and Harden at this point. You mentioned the defense next to Harden. I think that helps. Maxi, not a great defender, undersized at this point. So it's a tough balance for the team because you're right. I would not bring Maxi off the bench. He just he's one of their best three players, or at least three most important players, if you want to phrase it that way. And I don't think you can bring your third most important player off the bench. I mean, really only Miami, I guess, does that with Tyler Hero, but even he, you know, starts occasionally. But I just don't know if you can actually bring Maxi off the bench, it, even though these numbers are extremely compelling. So would you then bench Tucker and put Maxi in there? Or, or what would what would be your solution? Because those numbers can't be ignored. I know they're playing better. They're playing worse teams and they're playing better all, overall as a team. But plus 23 to plus five is, you know, that's not two or three points. That's like five times as good. So to me, I think one of the easy things to do is you could just say, Anthony's your first guy off the bench. Tyrese gets the quick hook. And then you just, you can get some natural minutes that way with that group. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I could, I could use as a counter argument against starting DeAnthony in that spot is that if Tyrese is in DeAnthony's spot against Toronto and he gets all those open threes that DeAnthony got on Monday night, he's not going 0 for 7 or That's whatever fair. Melton That's did. And that helps build a lead. Like just because DeAnthony is better at things that are more complementary on defense to James and the rest of that lineup does not mean that the best version of the team is just like, all right, how do you, how do you find the best complementary pieces? It, it might just be Tyrese has the highest ceiling. He's got the, the explosiveness that DeAnthony and PJ and you know other role players do not have. And maybe you just get the best possible offensive team and offense is how you're going to win a title. Like a, a team with James Harden is probably not going to win a title by being an absolutely elite defense. You might yeah, be very Max good. And Maxi. 
Right. You might be very good just because Joel Embiid's on the team. I do think PJ and Tobias are good, you know, playoff type defenders, at least passable. In Tobias's case, he kind of swings back and forth depending on the game. But as long as James is one of your foundational pieces, I don't believe you're going to be like a Detroit Pistons in 2004 type team. You are not going to win by just stopping the other team. You are going to have to score. And Tyrese just gives you more options to score on every single play in a variety of different ways. And so that to me is what you need to facilitate. You need to hit the absolute apex on offense for this team. You can't worry so much. You do have to worry about defense. Like defense matters. I I bang that drum all the time with prospects and players and free agents and whatever. But for this team, if you're looking at it from a a neutral perspective, I just don't think you can say like that's their ticket to winning a finals is it has to be on offense. And so Tyrese is your path to getting there. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I could care less about defense. So that, you know, I'm, I'm down to just go complete bucket boy lineup all the way to the finals, take a bunch of threes, let Tyrese and Melton throw it up. Like I am all in on a three guard lineup. I just, I just think it's interesting that they've been so so much better without him on the court. And maybe it's just a better complimentary piece. Now, how much longer do you think Tyrese is going to be out? I think the last time we talked about it, Doc had said to some version, to paraphrase, maybe another two weeks or something like that. How, how long do you think till he's back at this point? Any updates on that? Well, we haven't gotten any official updates. The team has been pretty mum on it. I think the closest we've come to a real update is uh, the GOAT uh, Woj saying yeah. on TV that the belief is he's still going to be back for Christmas. Now I have not heard anything. I mean, Christmas is in five days, right? I have not heard any sort of specific timeline or return date or any of that. And we've really seen no on court work to suggest that, you know, this is an imminent return, but at the same time, all these games where it's every other day and they're not practicing, Tyrese could very well be in the gym today. We're not seeing it. And, all of a sudden, he gets a couple of days in a row together and gets one practice in, and he's ready to go. So I wish I had a better answer and a, a firm timeline for him. I would hope that he's back within the next week, week and a half or so, but uh, who knows? I thought he was going to be back already. So Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it works when he does come back. And-